Good morning. It's first thing Friday so it's time for Fresh Fix, our weekly newsletter. Made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Fix Insider May 21st. Fix slash Insider May 28th. AdTech. The slow reveal of the ATT effect continues. I noticed Twitter asked the tracking question yesterday on my iPad. Eric Suford has the data showing how slow Apple are being, with some interesting thoughts on why. There is still lots of conflicting data circulating, so we continue to rely on the tracker from our friends at Bliss, they are now seeing 6.7% of traffic on iOS 14.5 and a global opt-in of 35%. The ad exchanger's regularly updated guide to UID 2.0 has been updated, the trade desk have handed their code base to the IOB Tech Lab, making Universal ID an open-source project. The Chrome Sandbox is open-source too, but it feels like it is being driven by Google and whilst there may be pros and cons to that, the absence of a driver seems to hold the UID back. The way Google are sharing information on their plans leads to some different interpretations and here a smart trader considers whether Google are relaxing their views on UIDs. So, what do we do next? In the latest Google Marketing livestream they reiterated that they will not use any of the proposed ID solutions, citing rapidly evolving regulatory restrictions. All the moves in the ad tech perfect storm are ultimately about meeting the requirements of GDPR and, the California equivalent, CCPA. In the livestream Google stressed the importance of consented first-party data and a report from Prohaska and Fluent gets into detail on both the benefits of first-party data and tactics on how to cultivate it. With so much to talk about, we are looking forward to our second hashtag Get Impersonal event with Bliss on June 8th. We will look more closely at measurement as part of the discussion, with panelists from FOSFA, MediaSense and Mullen Low Media Hub. Make sure you register for your free ticket. Creative Tech As we are weaned off the crutches of retargeting, and the false sense of security of claiming sales that would probably have happened even without the ad, we think people will, finally, recognize the true value of digital creative. Many people do already and reap the benefits, versus competitors running cheap crap ads, in the least effective formats. We're talking to publishers who are recognizing that the same real estate loss to programmatic banners could support edge-to-edge rich engaging ads that do super well on brand metrics. As they talk with clients about how to unlock the value of their first-party data, they are widening the conversation to talk about rich, high-impact creative. Any extra production costs are more than covered by the value of the additional impact, and the higher CPMs. Facebook marketing partners like Smartly used to be all about the media buy, but recognize that creative drives all the value now, their creative hub is a good resource. In the Google livestream the session on brand measurement is so good, people from the Google Media Lab talking about how they measure the impact of their ads. They have some great examples and we use them as an example all the time. At an event we did with the EMEA team we learned that they see 70% of the effect of their $500 million spend as being down to the creative. Learning how to engineer great creative can feel odd, but we see so many examples of people adding science to creativity and seeing real results. Here Netflix share their process and the tools and systems they have built. Now it is possible to replicate this approach, with the right partners. And there are smart ways to use platform metrics in different ways to improve creative, like this rethinking of AIDA. This is a big focus for us and keen to talk with anyone exploring this area. Newt. 
The big story in Newt is that the rumored Amazon acquisition of MGM actually happened. The FT say Apple was also interested, but would not offer more than $6 billion, and Amazon paid $8.75 billion. Comcast also considered a bid. The FT quote a banker. Amazon was really trying to get a licensing deal with Sony Pictures, which ended up going to Netflix and Disney. And they realized that they really need content for the streaming service, which is why they're buying MGM at the price that is absolutely nuts. The deal and the other players' interests support our view that the ATT-slash-discovery deal has made size paramount, and more deals are inevitable. The idea of GAFA investing heavily in Hollywood has been muted for years, not least here in FIX, but it is actually happening, and that price is significant. Although we should remember Hollywood has always attracted intriguing deals, Coca-Cola owned a studio for a while and whilst only Sony is still involved there was a fashion for Japanese hardware firms to invest in content. The mercurial idea of synergy continues to cost people a lot of money. A former MGM exec nails it. Does it change the face of Hollywood because MGM is being bought? Not really. Does it change the face of Hollywood because it's Amazon doing it? Maybe. What they get is quite interesting. As well as Bond they get a library of 4,000 films and 17,000 hours of TV. And two cable TV stations. Some of the upcoming movies are well thought of, but it's the opportunity to reimagine the IP held in the back catalog that seems to excite Bezos. The acquisition thesis here is very simple, Mr. Bezos said during Amazon's annual shareholder meeting on Wednesday. He said MGM had a vast, deep catalog of much-beloved movies and shows. We can reimagine and redevelop that IP for the 21st century. He said that work would be fun and people who love stories will be the big beneficiaries. In a new book on Bezos, Brad Stone suggests the connection between the prime video business and driving sales is more tenuous than many imagine. He writes that some Amazon employees who worked in the entertainment division analyzed how many prime members watched shows and then extended their prime memberships or signed up. There was little evidence of a connection between viewing and purchasing behavior, Stone writes. The truth was this, Bezos wanted Amazon to make TV shows and films. And in a tweet he recounts the story of Bezos, off the top of his head reeling off the ingredients of epic storytelling. Whatever his desire to get creative may be, on Bond's hands are tied. MGM owned 50% of Bond with the Broccoli family owning the other 50%, and they have total creative control. So they decide when a new movie is made and have mixed ideas of spin-offs before. And in a telling statement they emphasize the theatrical distribution for Bond. We are committed to continuing to make James Bond films for the worldwide theatrical audience. The one element still unclear is what window will apply to the new Bond movie? How long after the October 8th launch in cinema, will it be available on Prime? More thinking on this in our Insider Deep Dive next Wednesday, and a look at how films are being released right now, more on sports rights, and the value of each Premier League club, plus the AdTech incursion in Newt. Merchant Is the party over for the delivery food sector? U.S. academics think the effects of COVID will soon dissipate, and with all the competition that spells trouble. This increase was primarily due to higher purchase frequency from already active pre-COVID customers and an increase in average order size, not due to changes in customer acquisition and retention. Google are making a big push into retail, 
enabling Shopify customers to more easily share their products across Google properties including Maps, Images, Search, and YouTube. Along with using Google Shopping, all these initiatives make sense, and Google obviously hope organic success will lead to paid ads. They are also trying out retail for themselves, with a new flagship store in New York's hip Chelsea district. Given this is the ground floor of one of their buildings in the area, it probably shouldn't be taken as a sign of a trend. But all the tech firms are mesmerized by the success of the Apple stores, and keep trying. And failing. Microsoft just announced they will not reopen any of their stores, other than the ones in Seattle, New York, Sydney, and London. These will be re-engineered into experience centers. I visited the San Francisco store last time I was there and felt sorry for the staff as everything was just a little dull. Web 3.0 The crypto world can seem full of charlatans and shenanigans but get past the hype and there is something there. This description of Web 3.0 resonates and I highly recommend reading it. I was very involved in Web 1.0 when we built Poppy Tyson and Moda Media, helping brands like PlayStation, General Motors, IBM, Unilever and more make the most of that opportunity. On Web 2.0 I started Big Picture and we pioneered social and mobile in the pre-iPhone era. For 3.0 I think smart advice and understanding real-world implications are just as important as in previous eras. NFTs are overhyped but this analysis of how to use them is illuminating. And when an industry legend like Quincy Jones is rethinking how NFTs can work in the music industry, and removing some of the friction, you can see how this goes mainstream. Plus plus. Apple Music announces spatial audio and lossless audio do enough people care about sound quality? And can they catch Spotify which announced Hi-Fi a few weeks back? Netflix reportedly wants to get into the video games industry. Understanding Chinese Consumers, Growth Engine of the World, Comprehensive Report from McKinsey. Verizon offers free Apple Arcade and Google Play Pass for select unlimited subscribers. The Ultimate Guide to the Creator Economy. Fundamentals of Modern Loyalty. Amazon's Jeff Bezos says retail more competitive than smartphone market. Amazon Research Awards issues Summer 2021 Call for Proposals Great Opportunity. Roku wants to expand into smart home devices, all that first-party data to target TV ads.